0: After 51 years and a few months of ministry as a priest, I have long lost track of the number of baptisms that I have celebrated. I thought at one time in the early fervor of ordination that I would keep track of all of the people I baptized, children and adults but I long ran out of energy. (laughs) All of them together would make up a very large congregation. I actually remember my first baptism, Jacqueline. She was the first, and as it turned out, the only child of her parents. And I'm not sure who was more nervous, me or her parents. But not having children of my own, I do admit to taking a certain pride and joy in being able to be part of such a happy occasion when in the life of parents who present their son or their daughter to be immersed in the waters of new life, the sort of abundant grace of God that never ceases to pour out upon us. And that same abundance follows us throughout our life when they smile or when they cry or even when they stay asleep for the whole ceremony it is a wondrous moment when someone is baptized i think that my most memorable baptism event and i do remember it was an adult catechumen. Her name was Kathy. And at the end of the catechumenate journey, when we were talking about the ceremony for baptism during the Easter vigil, and I had asked her if she wanted to be baptized through immersion. And we had in our parish, where I was pastor, um, an immersion font. I'm proud to say it was the first, and for many years, the only immersion font in our entire archdiocese. And it was quite a generous font. It was uh, in the entryway of our place of worship. It was above ground on, on the outside, but the interior went below grade. And so when you stood on the bottom of the font, the water was up to your waist as, a, as an adult. So it had a generous amount of water. And I'd asked her if she wanted to go into the font and to be immersed in the water. Not submersed, but immersed. And she said, I've come this far. I'm going all the way in. Said, this is good. And so she stepped at that at the, the time came. She stepped into the font. There were, there were steps cantilevered on the inside. And she walked down these steps. Each step, in, as she answered, uh, the baptismal questions, do you believe in God? Yes. Next step, do you believe in the Holy... Stood at the bottom of the font, do you wish to be baptized? Yes, I do. And so I placed, I was standing um, just outside of the font, but reached over, touched the back of her, of her neck to gently urge her into the water, completely immersing her head and to her shoulders into the water and said, Kathy, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I was very deliberate. (laughs) When she came out of the water the third time, there was a look of terror on her face. (laughs) And her face was completely flushed. And everyone, 300 people standing around, went absolutely silent. And then she exploded with air, because she forgot to take a breath (laughs) in those three slow motions. And so air and water just went everywhere. And we all broke into hallelujahs. It was the most Dramatic baptism that I've ever celebrated. And I reflected afterwards and said of all of the homilies that I had ever given on the Paschal Mystery, none was as profound as that moment when we realized what dying and rising was all about. That the breath of life is only a few seconds from being no life at all. And in that remarkable moment when all of us who enter somehow into the waters of baptism are immersed in that mystery, we realize how profound and how astonishing that moment is in our lives. We can go on in life to, be, uh, to choose a single life, to be married, To be in priesthood and perhaps uh, a marriage ends in divorce perhaps a priest leaves priestly ministry but we are never unbaptized we are never unbaptized and so that moment is i think the most remarkable moment in our journey as brothers and sisters in christ in fact we are only brothers and sisters because that is the ground of our relationship, that moment of encounter with our God. So on this feast of Jesus' own baptism, that captures those moments of epiphany in his life, his birth, his presentation in the temple, the visit of the Magi, and now his baptism, he uncovers for us that mystery and that desire of God to break into human history and into our human journey with the astonishing reality that we are the beloved of God, to rejoice and to live in that mercy and in that grace. But like any other moment of baptism, as any of us watch, a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, a grandchild, a godchild, whoever. We, perhaps better than my failed pastoral attempt to track people down, but we keep an eye on those people. We, We wonder how they're doing. We want to know how they're doing. So when Jesus is baptized, we are drawn into not just the moment of his baptism, but into the public ministry. that that he begins at that moment. We are drawn into, caught up in the mission of this beloved son, and we get to follow his life through the scriptures, through our reflections, through our prayer, through our meditation. We get to follow the life of this child, Messiah. Isaiah said, in our first reading today that the servant of God, that there would come a servant of God who would be a light for the nations. And this servant of God would not even break the bruised reed. It's a wonderful image. Not even break the bruised reed. And this became such a mark of Jesus, the servant of God, in his life. No matter how broken, or how bent, or how desperate anyone was that he met, he would not break the bruised reed. There was always life in the encounter with Christ. And so our mission is the same. As Peter said to the crowds in our reading today, he went about doing good. Wouldn't that be just the only thing we ever want anyone to say about us? They went about doing good. This is our mission, and this is our feast. As the dove was the sign of the Spirit of God, so Christ is the sign as he enters and emerges from the waters. He is the sign of that new breath, that new spirit, that explodes in the gestures of wonder and gratitude in our lives, in works of mercy and compassion, in every action that heals a heart and lifts up the spirit of someone who falters. They went about doing good. This is our hope on this, our feast. And so my friends, it's time to dust off our baptismal robes, rekindle the flame of our baptism, go about doing good, remembering that we are indeed the anointed of God.